We have two mashups. We have a concept. The How concept do we get there? <laughs> yeah. What if they were on speed? Cool. That sounds fun. Ryan Murphy can write that. Yeah. And write that. <laughs> Was Glee Good, a podcast. I'm Robbie. I'm Lily. I'm Liz. And today we're talking about the episode Vitamin D, the sixth episode of season one. Okay, so just a quick little uh, Wikipedia summary, um, so that we are not bound by the plot. Uh, in the episode, Glee Club director Will Schuster pits the male and female club members against each other for a mashup competition. Will's wife, Terry, takes a job as the school nurse to stop him becoming closer to guidance counselor Emma Pillsbury but is fired after giving the students perform- performance-enhancing pseudoephedrine tablets. So. That's it? That's pretty much what happens in this episode. Yikes. I guess that's it. Okay, so in the beginning, we start with the kids basically, like, sitting around not paying attention in Glee Club. Yep. No. Er, okay. Er, doesn't dress good anymore. His clothes are bad. <laughs> He's hit and miss. <laughs> it's like a, another weird ill-fitted, like last episode, a weird suit. Okay, last okay, episode, he sense. was drunk. I'm 16 and in Ohio, so his out there fashion sense is probably like sure, what but it was, he can get. It was more fun when it was like a form-fitting sweater that hits the knee. I do love a form-fitting. Rachel's episodes in this costume were a little, even like less good than usual too. I'm wondering if this was filmed out of order or something. Oh, and like uh, her costume was. She sick. wears like one shirt that I swear she also wore in the pilot. I don't know. Interesting. She, you said episodes in this costume, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> we knew what you meant. Um, so I didn't interrupt her. Okay, so Will is telling Emma that the kids have gotten complacent, to which I can only just say, with what justification? We just saw them give a great performance in the last episode. We've won 30-second scene of them, like, fucking off, because they're teens and tired. Also, um, Kurt is just, like, watching, he says it's a funny YouTube. I didn't think people had, like, smartphones this early. It's 2009. So he was an early adopter? People did. He's very passionate okay. for Some okay. people did. Okay. I was Not in, everyone. Like a senior in high school at this time. Okay. And um, I guess it's an after school performance club. So it's not sure. like he's fucking off in class. Like he's... Right. Right. Okay. It's Here's so the weird. thing. I um, could not focus on any of what Will and Emma were talking about because there's a dramatic shot of there's mustard on his chin Ew. and we keep looking at it his like dimpled gross chin and then he like tries to lick it off and like a sec like supposed to be like a flirty thing between them where she's it's like so yeah mustard on your chin he like licks his chin and i'm like i oh i want to die i just wanted to die the implication that emma is like so in love that she wants to like white mustard off of his chin forever makes me want to throw myself out of your apartment window he sticks his tongue out and just like it's not like a First of all, there's no cute way to stick your tongue out. But yeah, right. if you're gonna do something, also don't bust around your face. I don't want to watch that. It's television. I want it to be pretty. Also, why is that like a thing that always happens in TV where like people have like mustard on their face and they don't know it? Like, can you not feel it? There's mustard on your chin. The only way the scene was Robbie, you have a beard. So yeah, I was gonna say it's different. The only way this scene, which again, I'm sure plot happens, but I could not focus on it because it was so disgusting. The only way this is watchable is if you think that this is Ryan Murphy's joke about straight people. <laughs> That they're like that's a good grotesque, lens for any of but it's like a grotesque caricature. It was, it was so disgusting. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm sure he was trying to talk about something. They're talking. He about... was telling about the kids who got complacent. Apparently, because so the two people that'll be facing at regionals or sectionals or whatever their first competition is, is a school for the deaf yeah. and a ju- a school for juvenile delinquents. Yes. The show is terrible. The show's really bad. And Rude. The rudest thing is that later, I don't remember how far later, the school for the deaf comes back. 
Like, it's, it's yeah. featured multiple because times. Because they're on episode, yeah. At one point, I think it's insensitive, and then another point yes. is touching. It's a joke, and then later they try to play it for, like, an extremely sappy, emotional moment where but they're all like saying almost imagine together, yeah. I think. It's deeply offensive. Yeah. Yes. At every yeah. point. Yes. It's insane. And they also hire an actor who is not deaf to play the head of it. Like, he's a comedic actor. Well, sure, they hired an actor who's not disabled to sit in a wheelchair. Why get Marley Matlin! Always get... She does show up. She does show up, doesn't she? She does. But she should be that later. I think she shows up on every show So I think at this point, like, Sue wanders over and is like, every week I pick a Cheerio over random and cut them, which is a very funny joke. (laughs) Because she, like, likes her students to keep their competitive edge and basically they both make fun of Will for, like, not being bad. Yeah. Emma doesn't because she's in love with him, but she's sure. also there, I guess. Um, Sue also refers to Emma as Ellen, which is very funny, mm-hmm. and then just walks away. <laughs> and she calls her boss ugly, which is right. It's a weird blouse. Yeah. It's insane. She calls it insane. Yeah. It's not ugly. It's insane. Right. And she says Ellen, that blouse is insane. <laughs> she has, it's like a big bow and like little like cap Riflets. sleeves. Yeah, it's not good. So it is insane. It's insane. I just um, have down Sue says something who will I miss it because it's boring. <laughs> but now we're gonna get mashups, is the upshot of this. Right, so um, then wait. Okay. What did I miss? So, you you are correct that the next scene is when Will introduces the mashups, but he does so by putting on the whiteboard <laughs> three inherent yes, competitive yes. pairings. And then, cr- I have written down Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich, <laughs> which I would not have understood in 2009. It is funny now. Um, <laughs> a shark and a bear. The, the best. And then lightning and an above ground swimming pool. And then Kurt raises his hand and says, I don't understand how lightning is in direct competition with an above ground swimming pool. <laughs> and Will says, just go with it. He's not a good teacher. Also, not to spoil anything, but in this episode, he does not teach any Spanish. So no, We've had two full, two episodes in which he's never taught Spanish. Uh, yeah. Pilot, last episode. Yes. Okay, so... Though Kurt is correct that it's not, like, lightning is not in competition with the program <laughs> pool, I really don't get the bear and the shark one. That's, like, a bad, like, 2009 right. joke where, right, like, the like there's pirates there's... versus ninja, like, that kind of thing. Oh. Doesn't it feel like that to you? Yeah, it does. I guess. Like a, um, hot, like, like a hot Topic t-shirt. But, like, also, one lives on land and one lives in the water. They literally never come in contact. They do not come in contact. He hot also repeats, they both um, eat <laughs> he calls what they're performing. <laughs> way too hard. <laughs> He called their performance last week, again, an invitational, which, again, an invitational they didn't invite is a anyone. competition <laughs> where you invite other teams to compete. No, well, they invited several people to come watch yeah. them sing precisely two songs. Also, Finn is asleep in the background. I know this is part of the plot, but isn't he, like, all in on Glee Club because it's how he's going to get his scholarship? Like, this this episode... <laughs> this may be him all in. He's in direct competition <laughs> with the previous Yeah, this is <laughs> Again, last episode... There was several plots that could have been several episodes. This episode, all those plots are ignored in favor of several new plots that also could have been entire seasons. This is Glee's problem. <laughs> this is Glee's problem? Yeah. Also, this is one of Glee's problems. problems. <laughs> Alright, so he, he tells them they split them into girls and boys and have them do mashups mm-hmm. and against each other. There is Which a very funny note. note. Why does it have to be girls versus boys? I don't, Why did you pick that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's only so we get the character note of... Kurt. Not only, but it serves so that we also get this character note of Kurt going to stand on the girl's side and Will being like, yeah, because I'm with the boys, Kurt. Which is kind of shitty and actually does get addressed like two episodes from now when they do Defying Gravity. Oh, yeah. And Kurt like does some talking like, to Will about like... how inappropriate it is that he like keeps dividing them by gender. So I actually appreciate them. Season Fair. one, they do come back to things sometimes. That's nice. They tried. Um, anyway, it's a pretty Anyways, boring. But we're going to uh, get mashups. The... Yeah, they're getting we're mashups. Getting and then a teen, forget which one, asks, what are mashups? Puck. Puck. Puck, who perform? He has a guitar. He, he's like into music. I feel like Puck I can't would remember like, when like... mashups became a thing. Like when did I become aware of what a mashup was? It may have been this episode of television. Oh, maybe. Like when did um, DJ Earworm start doing his end of year? Oh, 2009, 2008. Actually, yeah. I, think, yeah, I think around this time is when I got really into like 
Cardi Ben remake. Yeah. Right, or like this is like also kind of girl talky times. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. fine. So maybe he doesn't know what a mashup it was is. kind of thing. Puck would know what girl talk is. Though, though mashups would become an ongoing thing in Glee to the point that it was weird oh, it's how annoying. obsessed they are with mashups. There's like, like sing one song. Called mashup. Yeah. Yeah. Soon, I think. Okay, so there's then we get a series of scenes in which Sue decides that she oh she sees Quinn like wavering a little on the pyramid. Yes. Okay, which, so, so the framing of this scene is insane. Sue writing her journal. Right, which she becomes says, a device. This is the yeah, first time it happens. Yeah, she goes, "Dear journal, here I am about to turn yeah. 30. So I want to. Oh, that's lovely. That's a good, <laughs> a good point. character. Now. Thank you for pulling that out. Also, at one point, she says, "Am I missing something, journal? Is it me? Of course, it's not me." <laughs> She also says some very funny, mean things about Will Schuster that I didn't write down, but they get pretty savage. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, this is the first in, I think, not the first, but, like, this is a running thing in that Sue Sylvester just says very funny, mean things about Will Schuster's hair. Yeah, and they yeah. do the whole diary thing, just, like, just let her talk for ten minutes. Just let her talk. Um, yeah. There is, so she sees Quinn wavering in the big pyramid. Because mm-hmm. she does not know she's pregnant. Yes. Not because she's lazy. She thinks it's because of Glee Club. She yeah. thinks it's because of Glee Club. Well, I think Quinn tells her, like, I'm just really tired from Glee. Right. Yeah. I just want to point out, and this is a weird note, but it stuck out to me. The cinematography is insane. It's from that first episode. They clearly the filmed end, it. Yes. They, they filmed that opening scene for the pilot. And the opening scene for pilot in this, where they're like out in the big cheerleading field, it's like so we get this super far out shot. It's mm-hmm. like Wes Anderson style. Yes, like, <laughs> or like far 70s back movie. color palette. Yes, like a lot of intense zooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like visually interesting. Yeah, Glee in a way that not. most TV isn't, and Glee especially isn't. It's yeah. very weird. It sticks out. It's definitely like an old shot. Which, of course, they didn't make those cheerleaders re- re-perform, I get it, but... Right. Sure. Um, yeah, it's weird. So the, she decides that the thing... She, she's been trying to take the movie club from the inside. It's not working. It's moving too slowly. And then she tried stealing Rachel. Didn't work. I would just like to clarify, we already have a motivation for Sue to want her cheerleaders to do well and the glee club to fail, which is that, um... She, like, needs this TV show. She's, like, a junior reporter. Yeah. We do not mention this again in We the don't episode. mention a TV show. Also a thing we don't mention. We did, in fact, see that other children were in the musical. <laughs> we yeah. What happens to them? Because right. the musical still happens. We will never see them again. We're never going to see them again. Until the, they, no, the Until they join the trouble to The musical is not happening. All right. So anyway, so the, she needs the, the cheerleaders to do well. She needs Quinn to not be fucking up. She decides she's going to destroy the Glee Club, not from within, but by taking down Will Schuster. So she goes to Terry. She goes to Terry <sighs> Schuster. Re, Emma, and Will, and says, your husband is putting his... Kielbasa in someone else's gift basket or something. I'm so glad Disgusting. you read that down. <laughs> I didn't write it down, it's I just remember. Horrifying. And also that Terry does not pause. She understands what Sue is saying. That's insane. Okay, it's a, it's a weird euphemism, but literally if anyone else that if anyone that ever comes to me yeah. and says your, your husband, husband is putting his kielbasa, yeah. I assume you were talking about his penis. His penis. <laughs> um, and then Sue also says, I've always thought the desire to procreate showed deep personal weakness. I don't disagree. And which is true. She also, I think here reveals that she doesn't have a uterus. Yes. Okay. And also reveals she's not an American citizen because she was <laughs> born in the Panama Canal. Which is great, so. but she has run for office twice. <laughs> Although this is sort of the point at which I start becoming uncomfortable with the amount of cash throwaway joke lines that she has about her anatomy. Yeah. She's yeah. a lot. Like, there was the one about not having a period where I was like, haha, that's funny. Yeah. And this is not not funny, but also at this point I'm like, okay. Well, we don't have to talk about an adult woman's uterus that often. Yeah. And like, and like the joke being that she's masculine and, and, yeah. and... Like, doesn't have a period, right? And doesn't have feelings like, and doesn't have a period. Like, I don't gender like is a spectrum. Gender is Your very complicated. Is not necessarily right. connected to you. Gender, it's not good. Glee thinks it's like, these are just like, these are the same as like the fun Panama Canal Zone throwaway. Right, they're like, not. Yeah. Wacky. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all we 
it is to me. Right. It is definitely Which is a, a thing sign that's to, to many women. Like, yes. Five years from now, when Glee briefly tries twice, I think, to have a trans character. They have two separate trans characters. And it goes poorly twice. Yeah. Like, this is why. It's because no one on the show has any thinking. Mm-hmm. They do aware. get a whole choir of trans people to come they and do sing. Get a whole choir of trans people. Uh, what do they sing? Also, imagine yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> anyway, so she <laughs> tells Terry that Will is either having an affair with them, and then she tells it back to you, if they're not, they're going to be sexual. There's like sexual right. tension there, which is true. She's yeah. actually at this point yeah. not making yeah. that up. Um, and tells her the thing to do is to become the school nurse, a thing that requires training, a thing that requires training, and a position that is only available because we see that Sue pushed an old woman down the stairs. <laughs> okay, so that stout woman's it's fall horrifying. is incredibly visceral and upsetting. <laughs> yeah, she hits the, if she's an old woman, she hits the floor with like I'm a laughing. smash. That's terrible. No, it's, but I like paused and was like, I hate this show. Was, like, yeah, no, that took a turn where, again, I think they thought that it was funny and outlandish. It, it was, it was They took it too far. Sue is, a, we can add her to the roster of people who should literally be in prison. So yeah. it's like, again, it's like Glee wants to be serious at some points, but then also a cartoon. Right. You don't and get to show me to... pushing an old woman down the stairs and putting her in a coma. Yes. At the very least, just have it as a throwaway line. Please don't give me the visual. Okay, so Terry becomes the school nurse. Wait, so it well, first she says, but I'm not a nurse. C- correct. Correct. Um, I forgot how soon this show went com- just completely off the rails. I don't know, but she definitely tells Figgins when she goes to interview Terry that she um, has first aid training yeah. from linens and things. Yeah. And, things. and has She's used a defibrillator. And she has used a defibrillator, which she's not supposed to have. Um, um, and I think she, like, offers to work for half pay or something. And certainly she, like, does this yeah. weird thing that yeah. Will did when he tried to become a janitor. Yeah. Um, which we, again, do not address. No. No. Uh, and then we get second voice over this episode, this time Finn, yeah. describing how tired he is. He's very overwhelmed. It's, uh, like, it's, it's hard to be a boy. Way. Yeah. I mean, they do show him, like, playing fi- video games and seem to be suggesting that, like, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't be overwhelmed, which like, is he not, says that not he's true, got but... glee, football, school, and being popular, and he tried yeah. to give up homework. Right. <laughs> Haven't we all? It, he, they could have just gone with, like, he's overworked. And they could have just gone with, he it is thinks he though. got his girlfriend pregnant. That's probably he's pretty tiring right. to worry about, yeah. Yeah, sure, that's a lot uh, for a teen. But so anyways, he goes to the new school nurse, <laughs> who is Terry. We, we missed a scene in which Terry walks into the, um... Teacher's Lounge, uh-huh. where right. Will and Emma are clearly flirting. He's inviting her to be the judge for the oh, yeah, mashups yeah, competition yeah, yeah. because Wait, she's the most honorable. Yeah, you're right, you're right. She's the most honorable person he knows, he says. Off. Um Terry wanders in and announces that she is the new school nurse. And when Will says, like, basically, like, you're not a warrior, okay, she wait, very wait. loudly just goes, oh, please, Will, it's a public school. <laughs> which is very funny. I want to take a second here. Yeah. They live together, huh? Yeah. They woke up in this. This is clearly <laughs> They woke up this morning in the same home. Yeah, and she didn't mention, like, I'm the school nurse and I'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> Do they They have two cars. But she, so he so left. they drove separately. And then she left. She waited a couple hours. I don't and then swanned into the... Again, the only explanation is that this entire plot in which Sue went to Terry's home, Terry went to the school, Terry becomes a school nurse, Terry walks into the teacher's lounge, is that she took this job at, like, noon and rolled in it, too. And, like, her first day starts at 3 p.m. I don't know. That makes me feel better. Yeah, that actually works. For some reason. Then, like, well, she's a man who's never touched his wife's stomach. Also doesn't realize that she's, like, come to the school. I don't know. It's not good. Uh, yeah, so Cory Monteith, or Finn Hudson, is very tired and goes to the school nurse because Puck tells him that he takes a nap there sometimes. Yeah, and then yeah. Terry somehow knows or figures out that he's the father of Quinn's baby. I don't remember how this happens. And she, she just says, knows. And she, she says like, that he has good bone structure, which does he? He has a lot of bone structure. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't mean this in a shady way at all. I'm genuinely he curious. Like a, Does he? He has a big face and it has a lot of angles in it. Okay. I think it's handsome. I don't yeah. disagree with you. I, I just I don't questions. know if it's good bone structure, air quotes. <laughs> okay, so she gives him... Pseudopedron. Pseudopedron. Sure. Which not is basically the... speed. Sure, but... But not in this way. You don't take two pseudofed and, like, go book. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, although, so, Cory Monteith pretending to be a 16-year-old on pseudofedron is very funny. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I have, I have, I have down, down here is, Cory Monteith is a good actor, rest in peace. Really, what I have done is, it's not good acting, but it's weirdly funny. <laughs> oh, they okay. all did a good job. They all, like, clearly had fun. It's yeah, compelling to watch. It's, fu- yeah. it's fun to watch. He looked, he's, like, gripping the microphone in like, very eager yes. way. It is a little, like, summer camp skit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. It's fun. Honestly, this episode is so boring that it's fun to watch someone have fun. Sure, and then they go perform, right? Like, they immediately perform their... Um, it's my life. Up. It's my life in confessions. It's very good. It's very good, though. Is it mean to sing confessions in front of Quinn and Rachel? Yes. <laughs> it's weird. I noticed that as I was having like this is definitely weird. weird. It's also oh, sorry. Go ahead. I didn't think it was like. I think it was a great performance. It doesn't feel like a mashup. It doesn't feel like they. The mashup doesn't make sense to me. That's okay. <laughs> You have um, artistic problems with this. Yes, see yeah. Harry Shum Jr. Oh, dance yes. for the first time, and it is, as oh. always, magnificent. Finally. Also, if you look at Kurt's face at any time during it's this perfect. number, it is hilarious. He's clearly doing, like, his impression of a 16-year-old trying yes. to look straight. <laughs> like, it's, like, his John Bon Jovi. It's He's hilarious. also draped a long, skinny scarf around his yes. head. They're all wearing, like, leather jackets and t-shirts because they're cool, and he has draped a little scarf around his. A little scarf. Um, yeah, it's a good performance. It's also, again... Bad plot. The performances are good, and this plot was clearly like driving us to this performance the whole time. Yes, because it's very fun. This, yeah. this episode was like we have two mashups. We have a concept. The How concept do we get there? <laughs> yeah. What if they were on speed? Cool. That sounds fun. Ryan Murphy can write that. <laughs> and write that. Who would give them speed? Terry's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Terry's that. Stupid because we hate women. Right. And chose to put all our hatred of women. And like, how do we character. get her there? We tell her what her husband's having an affair. Isn't that silly? She gets, like, to, she gets to be both evil and incredibly stupid this yes, episode. Yes, it's not good. Um, okay, so then we get this really truly lovely scene. Yes. Oh, it's in which so weird. It's okay. I, it's weird. Totally. You it's say the totally same weird. thing, and then okay, I have so a thing we go I must from uh, these like sixteen-year-old boys high on ephedrine, <laughs> um, loudly performing confessions, which is weird, and then Quinn. Is she's either crying in the hallway or she's upset or something? And Rachel comes up and is like, "Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you." What? Right. But so, it's 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 satisfyingly, weirdly, shockingly complicated. Yeah. In the the a way I think it's supposed to be. But here's the thing. So this is a really sweet scene, and I I don't think it's I don't think it's untrue to these characters, and I think it makes sense. Yeah. That said, and I'm going to say words that I hate to say out loud, I read an interesting thing piece a couple weeks ago, but it was talking about um, Ryan Murphy's feud, which, full disclosure, I have not seen. Yeah. But basically it was talking about how he's interpreting it constantly as, like, these two women would have been friends, but these outside forces, like, made them enemies. Right. Which is not always inaccurate. But I feel like that's what they're saying here. And I would just like to point out that, like, girls are allowed to just not like each other. Just not like each Sometimes other. they just don't like each other. So the important note here is that Quinn, Quinn has missed a few practices. Yes. Which we do actually notice there's like a practice earlier in the episode that she's not, she's not there, there for. And Rachel's basically like, hey, why haven't you been in Glee Club? And then turns around to be like, 
I know you're pregnant. Soon you're not going to have cheerleading. And I just want you to know we're always going to be here for you and, like, we're your friends. Right. It's really lovely. Quinn says that loud, you know if the situation was reversed, I would be cruel to you. She reveals she's the one who drew the pornographic drawings of right. Rachel in the bathroom. And Rachel's like, I know. I know. Yeah. Rachel Berry is the emotionally healthiest character on the show, including yes. every adult. Although, Which will soon destroy that. Soon will destroy that, because yeah. Ryan Murphy does think all women are shrews. Sure. The interesting thing here that I think is in, I think comes across is that Rachel walks away clearly... Proud of herself. Proud of herself yeah, for yeah, being nice. That. It's a little selfish. Really which, though. which again takes it takes it away from being impossible. Yeah. yeah. It's also a little selfish. I, she like wants the glee club to be good. And I remember being And she 16. wants to be a good person who Yeah, yeah which like, don't we all? Like, also, like if you're a sixteen and this is one of the first times you're coming in touch with a really adult situation. Yeah. Right? This is your friend who's not just like feeding with her boyfriend. This is a girl you know who is pregnant. Yeah. A situation you hopefully will not be in for many years. Yeah. You have an opportunity to like make an adult choice about it. Yeah, of course you're, you're proud. so proud of yourself. Yeah, you're allowed. It's like the first time someone revealed something to you and you like hug them and told them that you love them and then yeah. you're like, yeah. To this day, I'm still kind of proud of right. having a conversation and say something mature. Right. So like, good for her. She's really excited for herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually really lovely. It feels totally... It's a totally nice acting choice, too. Odd. The actors are supposed to do a great job. Yeah. It's... And you see... So this is where I also remembered out of nowhere that... um. So Rachel Quinn was a really big like ship among the fans. Faberry, I believe Faberry. it still is. And the, if you, if I'm watching, I essentially watching the show for the first time as an adult person, and um, I get it now. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. That's an emotional connection. Yeah. If I was a person looking for two girls to kiss, I'd be like, yeah, those those girls should kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also it. made some bananas good gifts that fandom. Anytime there's a love triangle, straight wise, you want to pair the other two guys. Yes. Right? You want to pair sure, with yeah. the two. Yes. Yeah. It's homophobic that we don't <laughs> oh my okay. god you know what side side note please that movie the holiday so like there's lots of rom-coms mm-hmm. obviously where the women should end together the movie the holiday clearly cameron diaz and kate winslet sh- should date each other sure it's been a while but i'm totally on your side like if you watch that movie they, they should date i each remember other. nothing about that film well okay. watch it now and, and they just, should date jude law is incredibly hot in that and they still should date each other okay so rachel um <laughs> Oh no! Okay, so we so hear Terry here makes Howard go by Sudafed. Yes, in Terry calls Howard at sheets and things. Yeah. Oh Howard. Um. Then we get Ken and Terry talking about something. Basically, they're talking about how the people that they love are making googly yeah. eyes at each other. Yeah. Does in public. Call the acapella performances clown shows. <laughs> Which is kind of rude because she seemed into it. Ken's <laughs> not goes right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ken also suggests that in order to cancel out Will and Emma having feelings for each other, they should have an affair. Yeah. Where we now first learn kind of for sure ruins, Ken and Emma have never had Ken sex. Ken and Emma have never had sex, he does reveal. Yeah. Which makes more sense which with like, later plots. God. Yeah. First of all, thank God. Um, it also makes more sense because later we reveal that Emma is a virgin. Also. And that's like a weird gross plot we do. Yes. Oh, God. Um, um, Terry's yeah. shirt in this is shockingly low cut for high school. Oh, yeah. Literally mm-hmm. nipple is about to show. Yeah. She's wearing a little white coat over it, but there's so much boob. Well, because she's she's got human sexuality because she's evil. Like, right. Yeah. Sure. You can right. see In her cleavage scene, because she's evil. Right? She's no it's longer evil stupid. Cleavage. She's evil. Scheming. Yeah. Yeah, so she... Um, Those are the two things that women can do. She kind of manipulates yeah. Ken into going out to buy an engagement ring to propose to Emma. Which is... She's been on maybe five dates with and has not had sex with. They don't touch. They don't touch. It, she doesn't like him. It... It Terry successfully me convinces exists. Ken to buy an engagement ring. She also gives him a box of decongestants. So we do believe, like, she, like, basically slips some speed. Yeah. In the world of Glee in which decongestants are speed. Sure. Right. In the world of Glee in which you take two decongestants and, like, can't. 
yeah. do anything but like move forward in a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I just didn't have an end to that sentence. Right. I've also I've taken two Sudafed before. And <laughs> it's mostly just tired still. Yeah. Um, Rachel gets all the girls together to be like, their matchup was good. Our matchup has to be good. Right. And then Kurt. We also we're skipping past uh, in the first scene where the girls get together to talk about their matchup. There's oh. some weird character notes in which like Mercedes is lazy and like the girls don't care and it's not good. No. So this is also not good until Kurt wanders in and is basically like. I love the girls team. Right. And he's like, just hey, so you know, what? we all took something. Yeah. Yeah. He says, my allegiance is still with you. Which is a perfect motivation. Yes. Um, so then Rachel and Finn have a quick little fight where she tells him he's a cheater, because he is. Um, although she's clearly kind of displacing her anger that he got his sure. girlfriend pregnant, though he didn't. He says she doesn't understand stress. <laughs> she says that um, she does understand stress, but she deals with it by exercising a lot and having a healthy diet, which I love. Yeah, she yeah. says she gets up at 6 a.m. and uh, works out in a full Olivia Newton-John dress. Yes, <laughs> yes, Staring at a picture of a Grammy <laughs> that she has printed out with her name on it. Yes, yes. with the gold star next to it. Or maybe it's a Tony. It's, it's a Grammy. definitely a Grammy. Um, okay, so... Oh, okay, so now... Terry is talking to Quinn in the hallway. Quinn addresses her as Mrs. Schuster. Mm-hmm. When Terry, did she learn Terry, this? Terry, it's now clear, has told her she wants to Which we skip over. Oh, yes, yeah, she, okay, yeah, Quinn starts you. with, like, hey, I'm willing to give you my baby. Which means that clearly at some point Terry asked when and yeah. missed it. And she's, ne- she's clearly like, hey, remember your choir director slash fantasy teacher? I'm his wife. Um, I would like to keep your baby for reasons I'm not telling you. Wait, she's I no longer a stranger in her car. She yeah. is her choir teacher's wife. Yeah, who, for all nurse. she knows, is pregnant. Yeah, does she know she's faking her pregnancy? Right. These are my questions. Yes. Or does she like? Or she like, do you want two babies? Yes. Well, like, what is this Quinn? Is Terry here? not worried that Quinn's gonna be like, hey, well, weird how your wife wants my baby? Also, Quinn frames it as like, I'm realizing that this is going to really affect my life. Are we supposed to understand from, that that comes exclusively from her conversation with Rachel, where Rachel's like, you're not gonna be able to be a cheerleader when you don't fit in the, the outfit, like? Or is, is there separate emotional development for Quinn that we're not getting because Ryan Murphy's like cut all the scenes where women grow, <laughs> like? Um, maybe, maybe they're, they're on the cutting room floor with the scenes where any of the adults who know about this talk to Quinn about it. I, besides, except for apparently Terry, who's having like a lot of backroom conversations about, can I have your baby? Yeah. Um, I can't. In addition to my own baby, because I'm pregnant. Yeah. We'll have a different conversation with Terry and Quinn in the hallway later. But so this first one, basically we've established that Quinn, oh, this isn't the conversation in the hallway. This is them getting the uh, decongestants from Terry. And she tells Quinn she can't have one because she's pregnant. Yeah, she's going to have folic acid. Yeah, sorry. The, the full conversation we just had a whole conversation about is after the performance. It's next, yeah. Because yeah. first and then they perform the second match. Right? Well, because it, while we're talking about it, we might as well talk about it. Quinn goes to Terry and is like, I'm going to need, like, maternity clothes. Oh, my God. We we skipped another thing. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, we'll go back. Um, but now that we're talking about this, like, it's really sad. And Terry basically refuses to give her any additional funds it's for, just like, like a paper on doctor's baby. appointments yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, we skipped the proposal. Yeah. I would prefer that we continue to do that. <laughs> uh, I would just like to point out that they have a very, very, very pointed choice in filming Ken Tanaka when he's on his knees and having two other teachers in the teacher's lounge in the background just continuing their conversation. <laughs> just not paying You're any like, attention. Same shit as every day. Sad man <laughs> proposing to his girlfriend who okay. hates him. So just back to reorder these. They decide they're going to also take drugs. The girls are like, we should all yeah. we also they, they go, go to, to Terry, they get them. Yeah. Terry gives everyone uh, speed. Except yeah. for Quinn, who she is like, this is yeah, acid. Acid. So I guess at this point, also, we're totally comfortable with every girl in the Glee club, like, talking about Quinn's pregnancy. Sure. Um, then, then, Terry and Will have the... lunch together in the um, teacher's lounge. Something happens where, you know what, Will's basically like, it's not good for our relationship for you to be here all the time, which is Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole Fair. Thing. And it so upsets Terry. Also fair. That she, um, that she turned around and was like, Ken proposed now. And he, and does. he, and does. he does it. But you're right that he does it in the teacher's lounge and no one else reacts. Right. And so here's a weird thing. No one else reacts 
Everyone doesn't answer. Cut to commercial. Cut out of commercial. We're back in the Glee Club. And the we girls still are performing. The girls are performing. Emma Pillsbury is there as the judge. And we don't know what she said, which yeah. is a weird and weird choice. Well, we find out later she didn't say anything. Right. We find out later she yeah. didn't say anything, but it's just like... But this is the worst thing ever. I hate it. It's disgusting. It's Wait, all what? the adults in this episode the are proposal. disgusting. Oh, sorry. The okay. proposal is bad. Oh, the yeah. idea of them getting married Terrible. is bad. Yeah. The mashup, real fun. I so like it. Oh. Yeah. So the mashup of um, Beyonce's Halo and Walking on Sunshine. I Rachel love this fucking mashup. Up. It's so cute. This one's so good. So good. This episode only has the two mashups as the two songs, and yeah. they're both perfect. They're so good. Rachel opens it up with an insane speech <laughs> about how we all need more oh, yeah, sunlight good. in our lives, and also angels. In uh, this time of economic blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. perfect. Yes. She delivers it well. Maybe they're all in these adorable yellow dresses, and they look so... I love this number. Yes. <laughs> it's really fun. Heather Morris, like... They're all doing the same dance, but Heather Morris is like in it. Heather Morris is just doing every it time better. she like whips her hair around. Yes, she's a good dance, good dancer. She's a professional. It's insane dancer. that she got voted off of Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Um. Okay, so they do the performance. Will tells Emma like, "Good luck judging them," and then immediately is like, "How about that proposal?" Wait, do we get there? Already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Literally, they like walk out in the hallway, and she and she's like, "I don't know how I'm gonna respond." Okay. Yeah, this and, is where she he... kind of tries to get him to be like, "Don't take, yes. don't accept Ken's proposal." Well, and then what she, she says, do I have, I don't have any other options. He says, is that a reason to marry someone? A rare good point is, from Will. Yeah. Fair. And, and then she says, that's not what I was asking. So essentially right. she's saying, like, you're feeling these vibes Do you want to marry me instead? Right. right. Yeah. Which is crazy. It's like, crazy. Like, right. Don't she even consider married marrying a man right you don't like. Now? Right. Yeah. You must get married. Those are the only options. So it's either take your married coworker or your non-married coworker. Which again, so they're they're flirting. I get it. They clearly like each other. They've seen each other after school. That one time he was a janitor. She sure. went on that field trip with them. Sure. That's not the beginnings of a relationship. Okay, no. but not, neither is five dates and no sex the beginning of a marriage. But here we are. True. I just, um, I'm worried about Emma Pillsbury. Yeah. Uh, which, so this is followed then by Terry coming to Emma and basically yes. doubling down on this by being yes. like, he's my husband, right. you're not going to be with him, you should accept Ken's proposal. But half of like, that is like, not true. Have, <laughs> yes. Right. It's weird, because yeah, okay. she's, she's, she's clearly one crazy, but on the other side, she's also saying, um, don't commit. she says the line, you're so superior because you're nice to a man who you see for an hour or two a day. I have that written down, this is the best point about affairs I think yes. I've ever seen yes. said on television. It's yeah. easy to imagine a future with anyone you see an hour a day. Yeah, everyone seems adorable if you have a limited period of time spent. Right. Another rare moment of Glee. Making accurate. good points. Make, yes. Like, being dramatically correct in it. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, obviously, there are problems in, in uh, Will and Terry's marriage. She's right. faking a pregnancy. Right. They don't like each other. And That's so, fair. But also, they spend all their time together. They right. built a life together. Right. She knows what his problems are. She's met his family. They have a house yes. together. There are things about marriage that we are just ignoring here. They, this is where... So I read a review of this episode from the time it aired right after I watched it. And it made a great point that stuck with me, which is like, Glee thinks everything needs to be at, like, volume 10 all the time. Yes. So it needs Terry to be terrible in order for us to buy into, like, the Will and Emma love story. Right. Would It would have been so much more interesting if they just had an okay, fine marriage. Right. Yeah, if it was she actually wasn't perfectly a fine. And he just also, right, is in love with another if person. These or if these characters yeah. had come to this relationship or this realization on their own, if Will had been like, yes. hey, maybe the reason that I like Emma is that she's nice to me in the mornings when, like, I'm kind of tired... But also, that's not a relationship. Yeah, she and I've seems got to a think I have no flaws because right. we yes. don't know each other. Obviously, Glee is not the show for this. But what I would kill for is more TV shows about the reality of like we've been married for ten years. It's kind of hard. We still like each other. Like I have a crush on someone. Right, it but I'm mean not. I I'm going to make wife. a choice to not leave my wife right. because I love her, and then I'm going to go back and double down on that relationship because I took some vows. Like I mean, cool. Also, Again, like, not Glee is not the place sure. for this. But like, also regardless of it, <laughs> yes. 
regardless of the health of the marriage, that really is, is, is a question for the two people in it. It's yes. not really anyone else's business. And what's happening here, to, to sum it up, is Terry is watching another woman who thinks that she is pregnant. She's lying, but mm-hmm. she thinks that she's pregnant. Flirt openly openly pursuing her husband. And this is the episode. When she confronts her and basically is like, um, please stop flirting. Go marry Ken, which is right. insane. But because don't go marry Ken, don't but stop, like, stop flirting my husband. And Emma openly admits, she's like, you guys don't have a great relationship. Like, she's like, not, he deserves better. Like, right. Excuse me. First which, of all. In a right, show he's horrible. For a moment, when you're watching this, at least me, I believe Glee, like for two seconds, that Glee is a good show. <laughs> and interesting. And Emma Pillsbury, who he was made to be see as like sort of like a timid victim, is also clearly doing something wrong, and knows right. she's doing something wrong, and is choosing to continue to do this wrong thing. Well, at this point, yes. now it seems like she doesn't know she's doing something wrong. This is the first time where she's really, really unsympathetic. Oh, yeah, because she's, she's like, confronted she's like, he with, deserves yeah. something. But his pregnant again quotes wife is confronting her and being like, "Stop flirting Stop. with my yes. husband right. in public," and she says he deserves better. Like that's not how it works. Right. Even if that is true, this is not that. But whatever. Anyway, so Terry follows up the most important thing she's ever said with something xenophobic about having Ken Tanaka's as babies oh, yeah, expose yeah, them to diseases, yeah. which is horrible. Yes, and it wasn't very even sorry. Funny. Not it's not worth funny. It. Like, um, so that's bad. It's really right. bad. And then she goes on to be like, "Go marry this man who you literally won't let touch you above the wrist." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have the one without the other. You can. And then she does. And then Emma Pillsbury does it in yes. one of the saddest scenes I've seen on Glee. Spoiler alert: oh. At the end of the show, Emma does accept. Well, she Ken's goes proposal. to see him in the locker room yeah. and like lays out her ground rules, which yeah. are. Oh they my will god! Live apart. She, they won't spend time together after school. She will keep her name, and there's no ceremony. It has no to be ceremony. secret marriage. Right, no she's people like, can I don't come. want to do it in, in a church in front of people. <laughs> so, but I I get that the point we're making here. She doesn't like him. Yeah. That said, if all of these things are going to say the same, what is it that she's getting out of being married? Wait, what does she a want? Promise. What's the promise? Here's what it is. She just wants to know that she's got an option, and she wants it forever. And that's the saddest, truest thing I've ever heard. It's the worst thing like, I've ever heard. Oh, it's, it's it's horrible, but it's also, like... I want the show to be more about it, then. I want yes. The-, the show definitely, like, touches this and then walks away. Instead of having... Yeah. The, the idea of this scene and this scene alone is that these two characters both think they don't have other options. He's actually gross and horrible. Wait, but so is she Although here... He's, it's interesting because he's filmed in this scene as very... As a sympathetic character, yeah, right? Because yeah. he says this is even more than I thought I was going to get. Yeah. He clearly thought she was going to say, like... And I feel terrible for him. It's... It's bad for it's both bad. characters. Yes. Is she here because of, or is, does Lee think she's here because of her mental illness? Right. Does, is be, so I think part of it's her mental illness. Part of it is that she, I think at this point, is committing to being in love with Will Schuster, but not doing like, sure. more about it. But here's the thing. Yeah. She's been called out on that. She's like a pretty nice woman. Yeah, she could have other options. Not in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right. Like, it's I not a town it's of Limo, 10 Ohio, in 1920 but... where no one is like leaving town. Yeah, like, it's not a pretty harmony. Right. Right. <laughs> Go to church. Like, I don't... Fine. So, like, we're not given enough to... I'm not given enough to... Like, she knows there are men outside of this school building. Yes. Right. To buy into her being at this point. Right. Like, go to Carmel. I bet their, like, director is, like, better. And you know Glee's not gonna, like, actually investigate her mental illness in an interesting way. In a way that, like... They will later when Will Schuster seems to fix you. Okay, so we get these three horrible scenes in a row of... Terry refusing to pay for Quinn's medical care, but saying she's like her baby. Yes. Then we get uh, Emma accepting Ken's proposal, also horrible. Mm-hmm. Then we get this pretty horrible, to me at least, scene in which um, Finn calls Rachel out for being like, I took drugs and you hated it, and then you did it too. And um, she basically is like, I'm so sorry, let's all call it quits. Finn also says, I don't even remember performing. Again, he took two suits. Two suits. <laughs> <laughs> Not how it works. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> but then again, like, a uh, small adult Rachel Berry is like, we should all drop out of the competition and move forward together. And I was being selfish and that we can stop competing with each other and start yes. competing together. Yeah. What an angel. Yes. I love Rachel Berry. And then we cut to the principal's office where the principal, rightly, is like, Will, why didn't you notice that all of your students were doing High on drugs? speed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he fires Terry, who gave him the drugs. Fair. Good. Um, <laughs> now the nurse. First place. Yeah. Um, and then demotes Will to co-director of Glee Club. Not how an extracurricular activity works. No. no. I mean, like, I don't know why he doesn't just disband the club. Yeah. He didn't support it in the first place. It's only because Will wanted it. But anyways, the upshot is Sue is the new co-director of Glee. Which, okay. Yeah. I don't remember this, so clearly it gets completely resolved by the next episode. Yeah, yeah I have no memory of this whatsoever. Uh, and it's stupid. Anyway. All I know is that Will is angry at the following people. One, Terry. Two, the entire Glee Club. Yeah. Three, not himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a scene of, like, some longing, romantic looks between Ew. Will and Emma. <gasps> right, because he comes to congratulate oh, her. Oh, because she tells like, him they're each other. Yeah. yeah. I, and then I just have done, I hate this show. I hate it. And they really, the show really wants you to be invested in their love story. Which, oh. again, at the age of 17, I think I was. I think I was, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm older and smarter now. This is horrible. I'm at least smart enough. It's this really gross. Um, it's pretty bad. The show ends. Rachel Berry exercises again. She's thrown on all her Sudafed. And now what she has instead of the Grammy is regional section. Just the word section. The word sectionals. <laughs> okay. This is Berkeley also. Possibly like... she means the cat. Because we're supposed to see that she's now she's thrown away her personal dreams of getting a Grammy for this like group dream. Yeah. She's gonna work hard for. Okay. Oh, I missed that. I hate this whole thing where it's like Rachel Berry is too self motivated. Good for her. Yeah, she's talented. Everyone, fuck off. Right. Okay. Oh god, okay, three words show. or less. Okay. Was Glee good this episode? If we count hyphenates as one word, only the mashups. Maybe? I don't I, remember. I'm gonna give you four words, but it's really close to your three <laughs> words. Which was, just YouTube the songs. <laughs> YouTube Halo. Yeah, that's all you need. And there's only two. It won't take you Right, so I guess I'm not gonna do the thing where I ask you if you've listened to the songs after this. You have I their good mashups. To, I listened to Halo, I didn't listen to them. I listened to Halo Walking on Sunshine Constantly. Yeah. So many I'm gonna times. listen to it when I leave here. Oh my god. Um, okay. Um, okay, so this week we have a message from Whitney. I'm gonna play it in full now. Hi, this is Whitney. And the thing I want to say about Will's sister is that the problem with him is his hair. Like, He's got the, the tight curls on him. They don't work at any length. This is untrustworthy when you see him short, but then you know if they're long, it would just be straight up Kenny G, and that would only amplify the problem that is Will. And this isn't Matthew Morrison's fault, but he, I don't know, I feel like he could have done something about it. Anyway, uh, thanks. Bye. Um, would, this is a great point. Great point. I would love to say that I would love to see Will Schuster, Matthew Morrison, with full Justin Guarini hair. Yes! Like a big, like, Taito Bob. What would that character have been? How we just let it go? Just like... And also, was there, were there, like, stylistic conversations about this? Or do you think Matthew Morrison was like, this is... What does Matthew Morrison just, like, wear his hair in day-to-day? I don't know, and I refuse to look. This is a curl-phobic message, is all that I have to say. I think... You, we have good curls. It's about the length. Yeah. <laughs> She just said there was no good length. There's not one. <laughs> okay, it's about the There's length so and the like density. Gel. And the, yeah, the shininess. I like the description of them as untrustworthy, because that's true. I'm going to ask So, related to this, 
Um, I have a little quiz for you. Please. We will soon have the chance to see what Matthew Morrison's hair is like because he has landed a large role on a popular television show. So, I would like you to tell me what the television show is. You give me one guess, and then I will give you a hint. This is popular. You said popular. <laughs> yes. What are people watching? Is it Riverdale? No. Oh, thank God. It's the only television show I watch. Yeah, what's a popular TV show? I don't watch I don't it. I know. It used to be more popular than it is. Why? The only thing I can think of, which I don't even know if it's still on, is Once Upon a Time. <laughs> no, <laughs> but amazing. Okay, here is your hint. Your hint is that it's a Shonda Rhyme show. Scandal? No. Oh. Grey's Anatomy. Yes. What? Yes. He's gonna be on Grey's Anatomy. He's gonna have a recurring role on Grey's Anatomy. You know he kisses Ellen Pompeo, and I'm gonna. He's playing a doctor named Doctor Paul Stadler. No. So we will be able to see what. What other hair choices? Congratulations. Okay. Congratulations. Um, so just to go through real fast, did Will teach any Spanish this episode? No. No. Did anyone say cripple? No. No. Two episodes in a row. Beautiful. Um, did anyone statutorily rape anyone? No. Not that we know of. No oh my god, this might assault. be a good um, episode. Okay, I just this is. I'm just going to read you this quote, and I want you to respond to it. This is from uh, an article about Leah Michelle's new album, Places, which I imagine you can buy on iTunes. Don't mm-hmm. give her promo. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of places, Leah Michelle offered a few teasers about some of her favorite new songs. She sure. says Getaway Car is about the feeling stirred by first love mm-hmm. and the experience of driving with that first love at the open road ahead and the radio turned up. She compares the song the lyrics of that song. <laughs> she compares the song to Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> This is my problem with Leah Michelle is she's like 90% of the way there. Like, I'm sure it's a lovely ballad. And then she's like, it's like Fast Car. And you're like, is it? Is it? Is it like one of the, like my, the, the best songs? The most important song ever made? <laughs> she seems About like poverty <laughs> and like classism and racism and, okay. She, she seems to have just an utter lack of self-awareness. No concept of how sure. anyone uses her. She has no perspective. It's clearly working for her and I respect that. I wish I had less self-awareness. Yeah. She assumes every surface and human face is a mirror. <laughs> Oh, like, she's like, what? Are, these are weird, distorted mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what I've got for you. It's not a quiz. It's just something I want you to sit with. I don't, I'm upset with you for telling me that. Oh, do you ever forgot to talk about this episode? Was written by Ryan Murphy. Right. So here's a good time, I think, to introduce the important theory. Have we already introduced it in another episode? Probably. But so so the Glee okay. is written not by a writer, so we keep joking, but mm-hmm. by just the three creators. I think later they did add people to the writers room. Yeah, I think like, it's just the first The first half, season, but, uh, I think, at least the first half of the first season, um, is written by Ian, Brad, and Ryan. Three dudes. Not on a first name basis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ryan Murphy, obviously creator of the show, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Ian Brennan and Brad Falchuk. Um, yeah, one, one of them was involved when it was going to be a movie, the other wasn't. I think Ian Brennan was, and they brought in Brad Falchuk. The point being, so this is a Ryan Murphy episode, and you can kind of tell, and if, like the more you watch the show and really, like look at who wrote them, you can tell because this episode is bananas. Right, this episode has like everything. They clearly wrote wrote the music first. They're like, <laughs> we have these mashups. How do we get there? Right. Um, and that's kind of Ryan Murphy's style, I think, is that the show is not good, the right. music is. Totally, who cares, right? Here's drama, here's comedy, here's Characters make terrible... decisions that they would never make in other episodes and then are never mentioned again. Yes. Um, the episode before this, The Road's Not Taken, was an Ian Brennan episode. Right. Which I think close to, closer to, like, steady. Steady. There was plot. Really good musical numbers. Really yeah. good musical Maybe numbers. Maybe too much plot. 
Yeah. A bunch of plot. A bunch of plot. Like a lot trying to happen. And at the other end of the spectrum, you have um, Brad Felchuk, who wrote one of our favorite recent episodes, Preggers. Right. Which is all plot, no music. Yeah, very little music. Like, no singing, really. No. As we pointed out, Single Ladies is in that episode, which is great. They do not sing it. But... Genuinely moving. So good. He writes all most of the the important gay stuff is Brad Felchuk. Okay. He also writes um, sexy later. The episode where Santana and Brittany kind of come to some realizations mm. about their relationship, and I think also is the same episode, episode where Kurt and his dad talk about the possibility of Kurt having sex one day, and it's really moving. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, and like Brad Felchuk writes this and writes it so well. Um, so it's just. It's like a weird recurring thing. You can tell the episode, like the ep- one of the reasons that the episodes shift so tonally that they're directed and written by these yeah. three very different men with very different styles. Do you think they just like spent all the money they would normally spend on a writing staff on just, like, the rights to music? And like Matthew Morris like... chest wax. <laughs> that yeah, was uncalled for. <laughs> That's it. It is. Weird. It is weird. Like I don't know if they had a writers' room and then there's. They just get the soul cra- cause, like, I think they do have other writers writer. later. Like, Marty Noxon comes in for a bit, right? Am I crazy? I don't remember enough. You... I feel like she's written on everything. Right. <laughs> um, not in the first season, according to the page I have open. <laughs> she was a, She's a writer, um, a consulting producer at some point. So, like, they do bring in other writers in. It's just that, like, these are the three recurring. Yeah, the entire first season, it's only these three men who have the credits for writing. Which, Several okay. different directors, but... Uh, yeah. It's a good thing to keep in mind going forward. Until the show goes fully off the rails. Yeah. And, like, it every episode is. <laughs> it well, it yeah, will bring itself go? back in occasionally for a while. Here. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. A week at a time. Um, that was vitamin D. That was vitamin D. <laughs> um, please call us. We would love to play more listener messages. Yes. Pull give us a call. Phone number. Uh, the number is 330-366-6130. Give us a call. Tell you what you like. Tell us what you like, what you hate about Glee, not us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tweet at us at Good. Follow us on Instagram, also at WesleyGood. Email us at WesleyGood at gmail.com. And as usual, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Yeah. We are so happy to be here. <laughs> We're not happy to be watching Glee all the time. So don't watch Glee. <laughs> I stand by that. Do not watch Glee. Let us do it. It's a good sign off. Bye. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to come through in the recording, but my cat's tail is bumping the microphone. Yeah, repeatedly. It's actually very sweet. I don't want to stop it because it's so cute. So cute. (laughs) So I just like to clarify here. Sorry. Hi, Moose. Can we... Okay, we got to move him. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Moose. He's up.